Welcome to our newest Hearts Unite the Globe hug patrons. Annie Olchek, we sincerely appreciate your support. Thank you for joining our community and making a difference through Patreon. Judy Miller, thank you for being our first Buzzsprout supporter for Bereave But Still Me. Buzzsprout started a new program where you can actually support the podcast of your choice. There are so many ways you can support Hug. All you have to do is visit our website, heartsunitetheglobe.com, to see how you too can help empower, educate, and enrich the lives of individuals in the CHD and bereaved communities. Thank you all for your continued support. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna, featuring your host, Anna Jaworski. Our program is a program designed to empower the CHD or congenital heart defect community. Our program may also help families who have children who are chronically ill by bringing information and encouragement to you in order to become an advocate for your community. Now, here is Anna Jaworski. Welcome to the fourth season of Heart to Heart with Anna. Our theme this season is Tales from the Trenches, and we have a great story today. People born in the 1970s with complex congenital heart defects were at great risk. Surgeries to repair congenital heart defects, or CHDs, had only been around for a few decades, and certainly not all CHDs had surgical intervention available. One of the first surgeries available to help babies born with complex congenital heart defects beginning in 1944, thanks to Dr. Helen Tosic, Dr. Alfred Blaylock, and Vivian Thomas, was a procedure to help blue babies. Blue babies were babies who had heart defects which had oxygenated blood and deoxygenated blood mixing due to malformations in the heart. There was a movie made about the development of this surgical procedure called Something the Lord Made, starring Alan Rickman as Dr. Blaylock, Mostef as Vivian Thomas, and Mary Stuart Masterson as Dr. Helen Tosig. The surgical procedure, appropriately enough, is named after the two doctors responsible for saving the lives of countless blue babies. The Blaylock Tosig shunt is often the first procedure a newborn baby with Tetralogy of Fallot endures. How appropriate for us to be discussing this historic surgical procedure captured in a touching movie today when we will be interviewing a Tetralogy of Fallot survivor who is also producing a film for the congenital heart defect community. There are a few movies featuring members of the congenital heart defect community. Something the Lord Made was an award-winning movie and was made in 2004. Gattaca was produced in 1997 and starred Ethan Hawke, who played a character born with a heart defect who wanted to travel to space. Return to Me is a movie starring Minnie Driver as a woman born with a CHD who discovered her transplanted heart originally belonged to her new boyfriend's wife. And it was released in 2000. And in 2002, Denzel Washington starred as a father desperate to save his son's life in the movie John Q. As far as documentaries, Partners of the Heart is the documentary which inspired the movie, Something the Lord Made. The Children's Heart Foundation produced a documentary entitled The Heart of the Matter in 2012, which featured Chris O'Donnell as a host. And most recently, Philip Wolfe created a documentary entitled Silent Cries, a movie inspired by a book he wrote about his child being born with hypoplastic left heart syndrome. In 2011, Barbara Walters hosted an ABC special entitled A Matter of Life and Death, which took viewers on her journey of having her aortic heart valve replaced and had interviews with people who had various types of heart diseases. 
I am so excited about our show today, Silent Cries, Moving from Philanthropist to Producer. You will learn more about Silent Cries from today's guest, Nicole Vickery. Nicole Vickery was born in 1970 with Tetralogy of Fallot. She was extremely cyanotic, or blue, and had her first pediatric cardiology appointment at seven days of age in Birmingham, Alabama. Nicole attended the University of South Alabama, majoring in business finance with a minor in public relations. Currently, Nicole resides in Huntsville, Alabama, where she devotes herself to congenital heart defect education through public speaking engagements and the use of social media. More importantly, she spends time with her daughter, who was adopted from China in 1996. Nicole is currently the executive producer and producer of Silent Cries, a Wolf Entertainment Productions documentary. Prior to becoming a producer, Nicole spent years in the nonprofit sector, frequently as a board member. While Nicole had a great deal of education and real-life training, which has helped her in her role as producer, perhaps what makes her the best person for the job is that she herself is a CHD survivor. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna Nicole. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited that we are together. We've been Facebook friends for about a year, but now this is the first time for us to really talk one-on-one like this. I know. I'm excited to talk to your viewers. Well, in your bio, you said that your first pediatric cardiology appointment happened the first week of your life. So when did you have that first surgery? Well, I had it actually around my first birthday in May of 1971. And the incision looks like the same that they did for the Blaylock shunt, which coincidentally my daughter's father had done. He's a tetralogy patient as well. But I had what they called a Waterston shunt. At that time, doctors were producing shunts left and right, and I was very blessed to have somebody who performed it correctly. They don't even teach the Waterston in medical school anymore. Wow. So you were married to somebody who also had a congenital heart defect? He, was a tetralo- he is a tetralogy patient, yes. Okay. And he had the playoff shunt. Man- Okay, is is that the No, it's not the man in the picture. It, okay. <laughs> and you all will see this if you're looking at the slideshow. There is a heavily tattooed gentleman who is in the picture with Nicole. You know, your your faces are pressed together, so I wondered if that was your husband, and I hadn't seen anything to let me know. So <laughs> I get okay, that a so lot. So you're a Tetralogy of Fallot survivor. Your husband is a Tetralogy of Fallot survivor. Is the daughter that you adopted from, okay, I'm sorry, your ex-husband, is is your daughter also a heart survivor? No, she's not. She was the answer to my prayer, though, when in the 90s I learned that I could not carry a child. If I did, I wouldn't be able to take care of her or him. So I had to make the decision to not have children because of the impact on my heart. It taxes the heart more than a lot of people realize. And so it's not just the giving the birth, which, of course, is called labor for a good reason. (laughs) It's the whole nine months where your heart is also doing the work of pumping the blood through the baby's body as well. And when it's teeny tiny, it's not as much of a taxation on the heart, but as the baby gets bigger and bigger, it puts more and more pressure on your heart. And if your heart has significant malformations, then yeah, it's not a good idea because what can happen is it can weaken your heart so much that your heart can't recover 
and then you wouldn't be able to take care of your baby, and you might not even survive. So, in fact, we did a show on Heart to Heart with Anna where we talked about options that women had who were born with congenital heart defects. And for some people, having a baby naturally is just not the best way to become a mother, but adoption is a beautiful way to become a mother. And I'm so excited for you that you had an answer to prayer in getting your daughter. That just is wonderful. How many surgeries have you had, Nicole? Let's see. Four major ones, and I can't count the number of catheterizations. (laughs) I lost count years ago. Right, right, right. But you've had four open-heart surgeries then? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's a lot to go through, and so that definitely makes you an expert in the producer for, <laughs> or executive <laughs> producer for Silent Cries. I'm just so excited to be talking to you. It seems that you have been involved in the nonprofit sector for many years as well in helping the Adult Congenital Heart Association and also being a counselor to America's Small Businesses with SCORE, which I just learned about thanks to you. It looks like a wonderful organization. Can you tell me why you have felt drawn to work with these nonprofits? Well, what happened is I got lost in transition, which is a big topic right now. Kids age out of their pediatric cardiology office, and they have nowhere to go. And when I went to college in Mobile, Alabama, I was very diligent in finding a cardiologist and trying to stay up to date with my health. But I went into right heart failure because the pulmonary valve I was born with was only 10 millimeters, and when I was five, they extended it three millimeters, but that was still only half the size of a normal human heart pulmonary valve. Mm -hmm. So because I was in congestive heart failure for about a decade before they finally caught it and did a surgery in 2007 replacing it, I can't work anymore as far as a nine-to-five job. I used to go guns blazing. And I had to find a way to be able to work from home and make a contribution. I learned a lot of lessons that I like to impart upon the youth of today and their parents. One being talk to your cardiologist long before you decide to get pregnant, not when you're 25 and ready to start a family. And Mm -hmm. two, when you transition to college, find an adult congenital heart location so that you can carry your treatment forward. Even if they say that you're fixed, something will probably pop up in your adult life. I think that's very eloquently stated, and that is something that a lot of us parents, especially parents of adults, worry about, is that once our kids, especially once they age out of our insurance and we can't cover them anymore, how are they going to be able to continue the care that we know they need? And so, yes, you do have to stay on top of it. There aren't as many cardiologists trained to work with adult congenital heart defect survivors, but the number is growing because the need is growing, and so it's good to see that. And you're right, it really does help to go see somebody who understands congenital heart defects, not a cardiologist who is only accustomed to acquired heart defects. That's that's just priceless. They understand that pediatric congenital heart defect doctors know so much more about what to expect long term. Now that so many of you are surviving to adulthood, there are patients that have gone decades without having any problems who all of a sudden are having liver problems, they're going into congestive heart failure, they do have valve problems, and having somebody who understands the pediatric population and what 
congenital heart defects look like versus acquired is just without compare. You're absolutely right. And I got lucky. I was on the brink of death in 2007, and I finally got a cardiologist here in Huntsville who said, I've got a friend, Ed Colvin, over at UAB. He mentored under my pediatric cardiologist, Dr. Bargeron. So I am in really good hands now, and I never miss a checkup. <laughs> oh, good for you. That's I probably that's worried them more to hear than that. I should. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're taking care of yourself, and it sounds like you are, then hopefully you won't be causing them any undue concern. It's so nice to meet somebody else who is like-minded, as I am as far as being a philanthropist. And you really have given back to your community in so many ways, through helping small businesses, through helping the Adult with Congenital Heart Association. And now with this wonderful movie project, I can't tell you how good it feels to reach out to somebody else who has the same mission in life to help others. Can you tell me how having a heart defect yourself made you want to give back to your community? As we reach adulthood, especially middle age, the answers start coming together. And I thought, I feel driven to impart what I've learned. Surgery is all that can help me and medication. But there are lessons I've learned along the way that had I known better, my quality of life now would be better than it is. And that's what led me to it. I'm motivated purely by passion and wanting to help younger children coming up and younger adults. That's beautiful. And I'm so glad that there's someone like you out there, somebody who has lived with having a congenital heart defect and who knows all that that entails and wants to reach out and help educate others, inspire others, share your story with others. That's what this show is all about, too, is us reaching out to others in the community to let them know about advances that are happening in science, to let them know about movies that are coming out, books Mm -hmm. that are coming out. I feel like I have the best job ever. I get to be the one who announces all these fabulous things that are happening. Just last week, we talked to a woman who made an app for their smartphone that can help people. And this is just so much fun to be able to spread that information into the universe. You know, with the Internet, you can go just about anywhere. And let people know what is available because it's almost overwhelming now how much information we get bombarded with. And so this is one quiet little place for 30 minutes a week. People can come and get something, hopefully, of value to them in the congenital heart defect community. So it's almost time for a commercial break. And when we come back, I really want us to talk about silent cries. But can you tell me what the biggest challenges you have faced so far working with nonprofit organizations, especially in the CHD community? Well, I would say with the CHD community, we have a lot of faction. And by that, I mean there's a different chapter of a different group or organization in every city, town, state. And we're not being able to raise the funds that we need to get research going and to continue what they're researching presently that can help children not have to have so many open-heart surgery. It's kind of a goal of mine to bring us all together, get us on the same page and speaking the same language like any other cause or group like we celebrate in October or other months so that our voice can be heard as one. And until that happens, most of the organizations are a place for people to go 
and tell their story, and usually it's parents trying to one-up the other. And they'll list a bunch of things wrong with their kid, and I'm like, well, that's tetralogy. <laughs> Just say it. And so I'd really like for us to be positive and start looking towards the future and have hope. I want to give parents hope. I've met a woman with a five-year-old tetralogy patient, and her kid was running around outside, and she's like, I can't get her to slow down. And I said, don't. Don't make her. She'll <laughs> self-limit. Kids are resilient. They're good. We adults could take a lesson from that. And when she said, you're 45, I said, nearly. And she said, I've never met a tetralogy patient over 18. So it's moments like that that really inspire me to keep going and pushing forward our mm -hmm. mission. I do think it's a challenge that we do seem a little disjointed in some ways in the heart community. And I'm hoping that through the radio show, through your documentary, through a lot of different organizations out there that do seem to be reaching out hands to join hands together so we do form one voice, I'm very hopeful that we can become united so that we can have a much louder voice, get more money for research, have the government pay more attention to us so they can make laws that will be helpful to our community. And you're right, it's only by working together and not being selfish, but keeping your eye on the big picture, which is the big picture is all of us helping one another and making the quality of life for survivors the best that it can possibly be and eventually to totally eradicate congenital heart defects. Just like polio is almost completely gone, you'll still see places that will have a case here or there, but really polio you hardly ever hear about. I would love someday for people to hardly ever hear about heart defects. We can do it if we work together. And I think that's a great way yeah. for us to go to commercial. <laughs> Thank you for being inspiring like that. That's perfect. We're going to go to a quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back. Anna Jaworski has written several books to empower the congenital heart defect, or CHD, community. These books can be found at Amazon.com or at her website, www.babyheartspress.com. Her bestseller is The Heart of a Mother, an anthology of stories written by women for women in the CHD community. Anna's other books, My Brother Needs an Operation, The Heart of a Father, and Hypoplastic Left Heart Syndrome, a handbook for parents, will help you understand that you are not alone. Visit babyheartspress.com to find out more. Welcome back to our show, Heart to Heart with Anna, a show for the congenital heart defect community. Today our topic is silent cries moving from philanthropist to producer, and today's guest is Nicole Vickery. We just finished talking with Nicole about her experience with being born with a congenital heart defect and how she has been a philanthropist over the years, especially in helping nonprofit organizations. So, Nicole, when I started doing research for this episode, I was impressed with how many changes Silent Cries has gone through over the years. Tell us why you decided to get involved with them. Oh, it has evolved, you're right, over many years. It really happened quite by accident. I have been building a particular community on Twitter, and I try to keep it to the Conjola Heart community. And I just happened to meet Philip Wolf, the owner of Wolf Entertainment Productions, and I helped them last year finish out an Indiegogo campaign. And then, I don't know, here we are a year later, and we've re-storyboard everything. It's going to be a fantastic movie. It, it really is. I'm so excited about it. I think that, to me, 
we were going to tell the right story, and we're going to tell it the right way. There's going to be some sad, but there's going to be some happy, just like life. And Mm -hmm. so it felt like the right project for me. And you're able to do this long distance? We are, yes. I've flown to Dallas once. We've traveled to the Mayo Clinic. We've been to Los Angeles. And the gentleman in the picture with me is Mark the Fight Shark Miller. He is (laughs) the only person in the mixed martial arts to ever come back to the ring after open-heart surgery. He had a congenital heart defect. He also has a book out. So, yeah, that was a a post-production photo shoot. (laughs) That's really cool. So we're telling his story. We've got babies. We've got, we run the gamut from birth all the way through me, (laughs) old lady. (laughs) No, you're not an old lady. That's so funny. But, yes, our listeners need to go to the website. There's a little trailer there, so you'll get to see Mark the Fight Shark Miller. That's so funny. I hadn't heard that name before. But, yes, you'll get a chance to see Mark actually working out at the gym. And he looks tough. It doesn't look like a weak person at all so to know that he was born with a heart defect should hopefully inspire others and yes i also saw there were some children that were featured on the website so that's wonderful it looks like it'll be a beautiful story i think it was it's going to be a good journey Yeah, I think it will be a good journey, too. I think it's interesting how the producers from Silent Cries decided to partner with From the Heart Productions. It seems such an appropriate name for the organization that helps people generate money to create a film that's from the heart. So can you tell our listeners more about this partnership and how they can get involved? Well, what From the Heart Productions does is they give us a nonprofit status. We're under their umbrella. And so anywhere from a Kickstarter campaign to just going to our website, www.silentcriesmovie.com, and making a donation, that allows the donation to be 100% tax deductible. And it's really been a good partnership. It's helped out a lot. We never ask our heart patients, families who are in the hospital to donate. Obviously, they're welcome to but we look more towards grandparents or people who know people who have been touched by this for raising funds in order to get our movie produced. Yeah, there were and a lot of expenses in producing a movie, so I'm sure that absolutely. if any of our listeners today would like to donate, that that would be most welcome. And we have at the website little trinkets you can buy. I mean, you, you make a donation and we send it to you, but still your donation is 100% deductible. And just to share our trailer with their networks, social media, through email, anywhere, to raise awareness that this film is coming. And when we finish finding funding, we'll have it made and out, hopefully, by next year. It's an exciting That'll process. That would be terrific. It is exciting. So it looks like Silent Cries has actually morphed into Collisions, Rocking the Scars. That's what I saw in the trailer that you sent to me. So can you tell us again how people can watch the trailer, and can you let them know how they can share that trailer with others? That trailer can be seen, believe it, our website. I don't control it, so I'm not sure. 
But they can go to Facebook. We have a Facebook page, Silent Cries, and they can look me up, Nicole Vickery, and I have it posted publicly. They can share it with Facebook, Twitter. I think I've shared it on Pinterest, Instagram, you name it, and you can plug it anywhere. Yes, collisions, rocking the scars. We've decided to do more of a docudrama instead of just talking heads. We were collecting interviews to be interspersed through a very interesting story that we've written. And I can't wait. Having Mark Miller helping us with this has been a blessing because he really shows you how tough you can be and how the body can take it. And we hope it inspires others, parents, to let their children do. As long as their doctor says it's okay, let them do it. And um, I can't say enough good about it. Oh, I'm so excited. I love it. It's a very dynamic trailer, so I do hope everyone will check it out. It was there last night when I looked at it, so yes, it was on the website, and I also saw it on Facebook, and all of these links will also be on the Heart to Heart with Anna page in the bio section for Silent Cries, so make sure you look for it there. If you want to just have a quick link to go to, you can do that, or as Nicole said, there are so many different places that you can find it, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You go for it. (laughs) There are lots of different (laughs) ways. And frequently you will see a share button. So if you just click on that share button, that's a great way for more people to see this wonderful trailer. Well, it's time for another quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll have Nicole tell us what her plans are for 2015. Anna Jaworski has spoken around the world at congenital heart defect events, and she is available as a keynote or guest speaker for your event. Go to hearttoheartwithanna.com to learn more about booking Anna for your event. You can also find out more about the radio program. Keep up to date with CHD resources and information about advocacy groups, as well as read Anna's weekly blog. Anna wants you to stay well-connected and participate in the CHD community. Visit hearttoheartwithanna.com today. Welcome back to our show, Heart to Heart with Anna, a show for the congenital heart defect community. Today we've been talking with Nicole Vickery about how one person can really make a difference in her world. And I want to thank you, Nicole, for coming on Heart to Heart with Anna. I hope that people who listen to the show will check out Silent Cries and Collisions, Rocking the Scars, and maybe even contribute to this really creative project. Oh, well, thank you for having me. It's been my pleasure. So tell us. We only have a minute left, but tell us what you have planned for 2015. Uh, let's see. I think produce a movie. <laughs> this is about all I have time for. Between that and traveling to see my daughter, I stay on the road quite a bit. People wonder how I can do that, but I don't work a full-time job. It's a matter of managing my time, working a few hours, resting, and pacing myself properly. Like I could go on a week trip, but I come back, and it takes me three or four days to, to kind of catch up with myself. That's pretty much all I have planned, aside from vacation time later this year. Maybe Hawaii. Well, it sounds like a great plan. Producing a movie is a huge goal. You said that once you all had the funding, that hopefully it would be done in a short period of time. Is there a magical number that you all are striving for? There is. I'd say probably around $120,000. Okay, folks. 
So all of you listeners, if you want to see this fabulous documentary come in, Every Penny Counts, there are 2 million people with congenital heart defects that are in the United States alone. Surely, if everybody just donated a couple of dollars, think about how quickly we would be able to get this movie funded, and they would even have a little bit of seed money for the next documentary. So, Nicole, it has been a joy talking to you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you again. I can talk about this all day long. <laughs> I, really I know I can't believe our it. time is already up. Oh, my gosh. I know. This just went so fast. Well, sure everybody, did. check out... Collisions, Rocking the Scar. Give us that website one more time, Nicole. It's www.silentcriesmovie.com. Silentcriesmovie.com. Please check that out. And don't forget to go to the Heart to Heart with Anna website. Look in the bio sections if you want a quick link to any of the sites that we talked about today. Come back next week at noon Eastern time to hear our next show. Until then, please find and like us on Facebook. Check out our website. HeartToHeartWithAnna.com and our Cafe Press Boutique. Follow our radio show. And remember, my friends, you are not alone. Thank you again for joining us this week. We hope you've been inspired and empowered to become an advocate for the congenital heart defect community. Heart to Heart with Anna with your host, Anna Jaworski, can be heard every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time. We'll talk again next week.